Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Which was us. <laughs> it was. <laughs> which was us. Which was us. Unfortunately, I mean us. we have passed. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast from Beyond the Grave. Yes. Now it's going to be about the politics that go- like of ghost law <laughs> 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 which is actually a lot it's going a lot more smoothly mm-hmm. <laughs> than, yeah. than real human law right yeah. now um <laughs> okay. so yeah elise what's gonna eat through the week in Trans- um, America? i actually have surprisingly good news out of the united states supreme court can you believe it wow um, okay, so the Supreme Court voted six to three today uh, to basically they declined to take up a state appeal fighting Medicaid patient access to Planned Parenthood services. So basically there were lawsuits from a couple of states that were trying to challenge people who are on Medicaid's ability to go to Planned Parenthood. It's basically mm-hmm. it was basically like a Planned Parenthood defunding effort, like a shady. Yeah. You know, trying to make it so that just the poorest among us don't have access to uh, the largest healthcare provider for women. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just casually. Yeah. Um, but the Supreme Court voted six to three to keep the lower court's decision that blocked that. Um, Gorsuch, Alito, and Thomas dissented. That's what it means they wanted to take up the case, which means that Roberts and Kavanaugh. Surprise, surprise. Both voted to let the lower court ruling stand. So good on Kavanaugh, I suppose. I guess. I mean, it's like Brett Kavanaugh still sucks as a person, but it's nice to know that he's not like hell bent on destroying. Like he's not just going to vote for everything on a partisan line or at least. I mean, who knows? He's got a lot of time to fuck up all of our lives. That's true. But at the end of the Kavanaugh hearings, after watching his. His beer monologue. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, he's so pissed off. He's gonna vote for everything that conservatives want, just out of like spite. Yeah. But at least this shows that he does have some semblance of not. And I did, doing that. I do remember someone saying that because of both Kavanaugh and Gorsuch's um, nominations or confirmations, that Roberts would be moving more towards center. And that does seem like it could be happening. Yeah. I mean, it's just it just goes to show that, like, the Supreme Court's a tricky bitch. It and, truly is. And people make surprising decisions on that court. Yeah. From time to time. So not everything is a done deal. And there is hope with SCOTUS, which yes. is nice to hear. Nice. Brian. Yes. What's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, it's Beyonce. She honestly <sighs> gets me most through everything yeah you know <laughs> exactly just knowing that she's out there she's out there you know during like midterms and finals when i was in college i would usually take a beyonce break yeah um, necessary to get re-inspired so um beyonce was hired to perform at a pre-wedding celebration of the daughter of india's wealthiest man isha ambani isha also happened to be priyanka chopra's bridesmaid was one of her bridesmaids in last week's wedding that's Two huge Indian weddings in a week. I know. And who's performing at the actual wedding if Beyonce <laughs> is the pre-wedding <laughs> celebration? Like, I, I don't like know. That is wild. And also, I wonder why they didn't call it just like a um, a rehearsal dinner. Because I, guess I think in 
Indian weddings, there are like a lot of. There's a lot of celebrities. I know there's like the Sangeet is before, and that's the thing that um, uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner danced in mm-hmm. for Nick and Priyanka. And there's also like the henna ceremony right. for yeah. the bride. So there are like a couple. Indian weddings seem really fun. Well, like rich Indian weddings. Yes. But even, I think. Even, oh God, I'm going to sound ignorant and dumb, but I'm pretty sure that even regular ones are still like yeah. a f- de- four-day long yeah. affair, um, which is fun. That, is that fun. sounds really fun. So um, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas were there. Hillary Clinton was also there. Damn. Um, and this is interesting. Beyonce's private booking fee begins at $2 million. <laughs> That is, that so is the jumping off point. <laughs> and then I imagine they also had to like fly her to India and put her up in like a nice fly her dancers fly her band fly her stage manager fly fly all her stuff her outfits her hair her makeup not the people who do that her actual hair yes exactly that's true so clearly this was this lady is very has very wealthy her dad owns a corporation called reliance which is a worth about 130 billion dollars which is yeah damn a very pretty penny. I guess if your wedding is going to be one week after Priyanka Chopra's and Nick Jonas's, you do have to like Honestly, be like, step up. Like, what am I going to do? If I could afford to have Beyonce at my wedding, I would pay it. Yeah. I would be like, I don't care if this is extravagant. It's Beyonce. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you have the two mil to get yeah. Beyonce... Book Beyonce. Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It's it's a no brainer. Maybe it's frivolous, but I don't care. You'll always be able to be like, and then at the pre wedding, yeah, Beyonce Beyonce was there. I wonder if she stayed for the actual wedding. Probably not. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Whatever makes Beyonce happy, I'm sure she. She released a beautiful photo of herself, like dressed up Mm -hmm. in sort of like a traditional Mm -hmm. Indian attire. She looked great. She was hot off her um, Global Citizens Festival in South Africa. Wow, she's been traveling. She has been. She has been traveling. Maybe, maybe that's why she was like, you know what? I'm already in South Africa. I'll just hop up a little bit. I'm in the hemisphere. I'm, yeah, I'm in the hemisphere. And she's so like, why I, not? I, she probably did the Global Citizens Fest for free or like yeah. for a, like a small whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to make twice of that money back and do this Indian wedding. Yeah. And well, God bless Isha Bani. Good, good luck to her. I literally have never seen her husband's name written. So whoever <laughs> he is, it looks like you really locked down a mm-hmm. killer bride mm-hmm. i mean um, i would get married just so i could have beyonce sing at my wedding <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway that's really fun god bless hey sounds great yeah no notes no notes <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're gonna get into the main news of the week but first we're gonna take a quick break brian yeah you got any fun weddings coming up Thankfully not. They're all over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a bunch coming up this year. This is my big friends getting married Mm -hmm. year. And I'm very excited that we are sponsored today by Zola, which is the wedding company that will do anything for love. And they are reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in a couple's life even happier. So Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with a free wedding website, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. Yep. Every time I've got a friend who's getting married and I see that they've got a registry up on Zola, I'm so happy. I just go right there Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'll buy him a little whatever it is that they want, you know, donate to the honey fund, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. 
Yeah. I'm happy to do it. And so you can start with a free wedding website. Um, Zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design. You can add photos. Um, you can add a Q&A question like, can I bring my kids? Do I have a plus one? And you can put your Zola registry right on your wedding website. Yes. And they've got over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. And the Zola store has the widest selection of gifts from all different price points. So there's something for every guest to give. Guests love free shipping and returns, price matching, and more from over 500 top Brands. So to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash sup. And that's Z-O-L-A dot com slash sup. Yep. To get your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry, just go to Zola.com slash sup. And we're back. Yes, we are. We've got legal news. Lots of legalese and legal lose. <laughs> I know. I love to have I love to have a Mueller heavy episode. Mm, me too. Which it, is what we have today. It's also uh, New York South District heavy. I yes. guess is and, the, right and they're and they're doing great work. The too. Southern District of New York, yes. Um so Court documents released on Friday, these are separate documents, suggest that both former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort and former Trump attorney Michael Cohen could end up in prison. It is so cute how they're so linked. I know. We talked about how they synced up. They're like indictment twins. They are. They truly honestly are. It's very, I wonder if they, I mean, they're probably not like, it's probably not good for their case to be in contact, but I hope that they're, you know, out there like supporting each other. Michael Cohen's like, when I got my ruling, this is what I did as a self care. (laughs) 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 They kind of share tips. Um, so I guess we'll start with Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, so late Friday when the U.S. Prosecu- prosecutors um, filed the papers in court, basically they said President Trump's former fixer acted in coordination with and at the direction of Individual One. Individual One. Individual. Who could that be? I believe it is our president, Donald Trump. I love all the cagey ways they get around, like saying, him saying him. his yeah. name. Like for a while, it was like it was like an unnamed candidate for office. Yeah, who later won the election. Yeah, like, I'm like, who later is the 45th president yeah. of the United States. Who could that possibly like, be? I wonder who this is. And now it's individual one, which I think is so funny. I said in the newsletter today that, well, I have a boyfriend, but if I was out on, about on the town, I would refer to all my hookups as individual one mm-hmm. in my text. I would mm-hmm. be like, I saw individual one last night. If I was a Trump, I would want to make a individual one like perfume or cologne right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be interesting. The scent of treason. Basically, it means that it is considered the view of individual ones, um, Justice Department, that individual one participated in a felony violation of campaign finance law by directing Michael Cohen to influence the presidential election by paying off two women who allegedly had fares with the president, which was Stormy Daniels and um, Karen McDougal, yeah, Karen who McDougal. is the Playboy playmate. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, so apparently, Caller met um, Cohen met with Mueller seven times mm-hmm. for, and they were like long interviews. Um, and the other interesting thing that was about this is that they basically said like Cohen cooperated, but he also still acted 
shady enough that they yeah. did not they didn't recommend the leniency that they recommended for Michael Flynn. Yeah, basically they like Cohen lied at first and until and they were like, Bro, we got you, we have you, stop lying. Then he stopped lying. Yeah. And like he was even still like cagey about signing certain things. He yeah. was still withheld information. So basically Mueller's team like because we remember Mike, Michael Flynn, they were like he shouldn't serve any jail time yeah. because of how helpful he was. Yeah. Michael Cohen did not get that deal. No. So like <laughs> the, the New York, so like the New York prosecutors basically said that he deserves jail time. I think it's like at least four years. And then Mueller said, um, he helped us. He cooperated, but we, so we, our suggestion is that they do whatever the New York prosecutors say. Yeah. I love that he's a fixer and he couldn't even fix like his own bad situation. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like what at what point honestly has Michael Cohen yeah. fixed anything? And you know, in like the grand scheme of like life, Cohen getting four years is not terrible. No. You know what I mean? Because like people who like sell weed can go to prison longer. I know. Well, there was a case that came out today where this girl, Centoya Brown, mm. who was like sixteen years old, she got sex trafficked by a pimp named Cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad enough so she ended up killing this like 40 year old man who had purchased her for sex she thought he was gonna in, in, according to her she thought that he was gonna kill her so she shot him she was just sentenced to 51 years it's absolutely crazy brock turner got three months for actually raping someone mm -hmm. that affluenza teen who killed four people in a drunk driving accident got two years yeah michael cohen who committed like like potential like, like treasonous acts gets four years potentially and yeah. um, Centoya Brown is going to jail for 51 years because when she was 16 she killed a 40 year old man who purchased her for sex it's very interesting the it's, way the justice and she's it's already in, like in her 30s now right yes because this has been going on she was 16 in 2004 when this like all began it's just interesting the way individual one's justice department yeah. doles out the justice. Yeah. So another interesting thing that came about Michael Cohen from the Mueller's office in the document was that there were calls. Uh, it, the document describes that there were attempts by Russians to make contacts with the Trump team, including a meeting in November 2015 in which a Russian national offered, quote unquote, political synergy with Moscow, which is like. The earliest we've heard of anything like this was a big news. Like yeah. we didn't know how far back that they begun talks with the Russians about, you know, potential yes. collusion. Yeah. And political synergy is just another way to say like, collusion. collusion. Yeah. <laughs> like, like political synergy is that's what it is. Yeah. It's just, it is funny. Like, again, with individual one political synergy to see the way they're like dancing around certain things, because for them to just fully put Donald Trump's name yeah. in it would be. Like then he becomes an official like unindicted co-conspirator, even yeah. though I mean, he basically already is. And then for them to say the word collusion would like pop off everything. So they say political synergy. So it's like interesting because it also just proves to the point that, you know, because we heard that like we heard like last week or the week before that, that um, Cohen said that they were working on Trump Tower in Moscow until June 2016, which contradicts what. Trump would say on the campaign trail that he had no potential dealings with Russia mm -hmm. and except he had been talking to them since November. Yeah. Yes. So should we move on to Manafort's yeah. stuff now? Um, um, indictment yeah. twin Paul Manafort. Mm -hmm. So Manafort met with justice department officials 12 times and testified before a grand jury 
twice. Yes, according to this new memo. According to this new memo. Um, And he had initially said that he would cooperate, but apparently, according to this memo, he has been lying to Robert Mueller's team, not cooperating. So the government is no longer bound by the plea agreement. It signed earlier this year. And the Justice Department, individual one's Justice Department, will not ask the judge to go easy on Manafort. Yeah. Um, And so uh, the big thing that was revealed in this document, the most consequential lie that Manafort told officials is that he hasn't been in contact with people in the administration. But in fact, as we already learned, uh, Mueller, Manafort's attorney was briefing Trump's legal team the entire time on everything that Manafort had been telling the government. Mm -hmm. So basically he was helping Trump's legal team craft their strategy on the side by being like, this is what I told them. So you should line up your story with what I've told them, which is just dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Just insanely dumb. Uh, Because, you know, because there's always, there's been this talk of like clemency and pardons. So that's why it's like, that's why Trump keeps like keeping it on the table Mm -hmm. because, and because Manafort's been helping him like secretly. And, you, the Manafort denies this, and his legal team denies it. But Mueller's office said in its in its filing on Friday that it has electronic evidence that proves Manafort has been in touch with the with administration officials, or he has authorized other people to speak on his behalf with the administration. That is so funny to me because Manafort has already, first of all, he's already got in trouble for all of his crimes. Mm -hmm. Then he got in trouble again for trying to text witnesses before. He tried to, like, tamper with witnesses via text earlier. Yeah. And now, like, I would bet anything that these electronic evidence are emails or texts. WhatsApp or some shit. Yeah, and it's like, so you're not changing. You just keep doing the same shit, Mm -hmm. and he just, like... Doesn't learn. He just keeps thinking he's going to get away with it, probably because he's gotten away with many, many crimes for many, many years. And it seems like to me now what Mueller has is that like perhaps he fed certain information to Manafort who then fed it to the Trump administration, to Trump lawyers and whatever. And then Trump wrote his, you know, like answered Mueller's questions, probably consulting the information that Manafort got. So he probably was even able to like come up with that Manafort was lying because he was feeding Manafort lies to tell Trump and then Trump would send them back to Mueller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like it's this weird, like phone. Um, yes. what's that shit called? What's that game called? Uh, telephone. Telephone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the phone game. It's telephone. Telephone. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's just crazy because like, like they just keep digging mm-hmm. deeper and deeper into the crimes. And it's so funny to watch how things evolve. Like with the Michael Cohen payment first, it was like, it never happened. Yeah. Then it was like, Michael Cohen did it without Trump's and just did knowledge. It out of his own. Now it's that, yeah, the payment happened, but it's not a campaign p- finance violation because it was just a payment I was making in my personal life. So it's just yeah. like, and I did it without the direction of the candidate. Yeah. Like it's just, a constant like you can tell that it's lying because the story changes yeah. every time new same thing with like out. you know uh the cover-up of jamal khashoggi like yes. how that lie just transformed transformed and now it's like oh he did it but we're just not sure if we care or not yeah exactly like it just it was like oh no this was just rogue random people okay yeah it was people who were directed mm-hmm. to go there but they like didn't it wasn't specifically to kill him like yeah it's just 
It was a fist fight. It, yeah, crazy. it was a fist fight that broke out in an embassy, like you do. <laughs> um, and someone just happened to have a bone saw, yeah. and it just like it just went down like um, that. Um, so Manafort is looking to be sentenced, is scheduled to be sentenced on March fifth. And the only reason I'm telling you that is because that's my birthday. Wow! Yeah, happy so. birthday to Brian. Thank you. Yeah, March fifth. What so are you we'll hoping say, to get? I'm on- hoping to get some. Good jail time for Paul Manafort. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Cohen's sentencing is on Wednesday. It's like this week, I think. Yeah, it's this week. Yeah, so we'll know more about that later. Yeah, I guess that'll we'll have that information for you on the Thursday pod. Yes. So now should we pivot to the staffing problems yeah. at the White House? Yep, yep, yep. Who could have guessed that people wouldn't want to work for someone who regularly fires his staff members on Twitter? And who just this weekend called his former (laughs) secretary of state dumb Dumb as as a rock rock. and lazy as hell. Rex Tillerson, you know, that that guy has been through enough, but I don't really pity him. No, I don't pity him. I do think it's very funny. So for anyone who doesn't know, Donald Trump sent out a tweet apropos of nothing. Like, where did it? I don't know why. Rex Tillerson was like talking to some like. He talked some shit. He was on the college campus and was like getting like a panel or whatever. And he said something about how Donald Trump doesn't take, like, direction. Like, he won't do... And, like, if you tell him you can't do something because it's illegal, he'll get mad at you. So, (laughs) so that's basically... Yeah, Yeah, that... I mean, that sounds about right. And then Trump tweeted that Rex Tillerson was dumb as a rock and lazy as hell, which I think is so funny because, one, Trump is dumb as a rock and lazy (laughs) as hell. (laughs) And, two, like... Say what you want about Rex Tillerson. I wasn't a big fan of him, but he was the CEO of Exxon who became the Secretary of State. And if you think he's dumb as a rock, that speaks more to you. Yeah. Because you hired him. And like, you probably don't get to those parts by being lazy as hell. Heck no. But lazy as hell is very funny. And it I do funny. think it's funny it's for so him. so presidential. I know. It's really Hashtag pres- be best. Exactly. I know. Literally cyberbullying. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, John Kelly is... So now it's confirmed we'll be leaving at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, as chief of staff. He was first. Ryan's previous was chief of staff. He got axed because Trump hated him. Now, John Kelly and Trump are apparently not on speaking terms, which is hilarious. And he's gotten the axe. So originally, everyone thought that Nick Ayers, who is uh, Mike Pence's chief of staff, was going to assume the position it was like announced he was the number one pick, but he has now announced that he will be leaving. Like immediately after it came out that John Kelly was like gone. Like yeah. a couple hours later, this dude, Nick Ayers tweeted. Cause everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be Nick Ayers. Nick Ayers was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> Oh no, 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 Peace no, thank out. you. Yeah. Um, I, I have read some things that he might've just not wanted like the legal scrutiny for yeah. himself. Because but apparently he like has done consulting work, which, uh, uh, resulted in like, 30 some 30 odd millions of dollars and it's like probably doesn't want that investigated honestly the fact that nick Ayers was like eh, i've committed too many crimes to <laughs> do this job makes him the smartest person trump has ever tapped for any of these jobs like he's yeah. the only one he's the only one who has had the common sense to be like actually i'm out because of all of my crimes yeah like, <laughs> you know what actually i shouldn't do this job yeah so now um, rumor has it that he's now considering uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, Office of Budget, uh, Office of Management and Budget Head Mick Mulvaney, or North Carolina Congressman Mark Meadows. Chris Christie has also been floated, mm-hmm. but that might just be 
Trump being like, you know what? What if we get Chris Chris's hopes up again? <laughs> like, I haven't fucked with Chris Christie in a little while. So what if we just do that? Honestly, what is Chris Christie doing now? Nothing, right? Honestly, I don't know. He doesn't deserve to do anything. No, he doesn't. He's terrible. He did a terrible job, but <laughs> he did a terrible job at everything he was trying to do. Um, apparently, U.S. Trade Representative uh, Robert Lightyear is mm-hmm. considered an acting AG right now. Matthew Whitaker. Oh, yes. Is rumored to be a potential pick. What do the, you know what all these people have in common? What? They are white men. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because you see like Trump clearly has certain jobs that he's like into having women do. Like he does hire women. Yeah. But he, you can tell that he likes to have women in like front facing public relations jobs. Like we've got Sarah Huckabee Sanders as a mouthpiece for the administration. We've got Kellyanne Conway as a mouthpiece yeah. for the administration. He now hired, uh, her name is Heather Nowert or I'm not sure if her first name is Heather, but it's like Nowert, mm-hmm. another woman to replace Nikki Haley for UN ambassador, which is basically like the mouthpiece of the UN mm-hmm. uh, of the United States at the UN. So he clearly thinks women are qualified for like, talky jobs yeah but like decision making like big yeah like big dick jobs all have to go to <laughs> uh like white men um another thing about nick air apparently trump liked him because he said he reminded him of his younger self because nick air is a pretty handsome dude nick air is a handsome dude but he does not look anything like trump Trump no. is never a handsome dude. But I would be, if Donald Trump was like, you remind me of a young me, I would be like, I need to sign up for a meditation retreat immediately. <laughs> like, I need to do some very serious I internal need, yeah. searching. <laughs> I need to find out how I can change my personality. Yeah, exactly. I need to change everything about myself immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, And um, because there is a tweet for everything. Oh, because there is a tweet for everything. Here's a tweet from January 10th, 2012 from at real Donald Trump that says three chiefs of staff in less than three years of being president. Part of the reason why Barack Obama can't manage to pass his agenda. Yep. He tweeted that. Also, you corrected his grammar. You corrected his oh, spelling mistake. I'm he sorry. Wrote three chief of staffs. Oh, it's, it's three chief of staffs in less than three <laughs> years. It's, uh, three different staffs that the chief is managing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The is what he's saying stick that, that the chief yeah. holds has <laughs> changed hands many Thrice years. Times. The spirit stick of yes. <laughs> the chief of staff holds has changed hands. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll get to one more thing. Yeah. Um, oh. But before we do that, we've got to take another quick break. Today's sub podcast is also brought to you by Living Proof. Brian, I have so many half-empty hair products because nothing I tried lives up to its promise. But then I found Living Proof. So they approach the toughest beauty challenges with technology from MIT scientists. Wow. Have you heard of MIT? It's where the smart people go. Mm Mm-hmm. The smartest people. Mm -hmm. They send them right there. Mm -hmm. So you know that you're dealing with science and not just marketing gimmicks. From fridge to damage to fullness, Living Proof products do exactly what they claim to do without using silicones, parabens, phthalates, or animal testing. Like their award-winning dry shampoo that actually cleans your hair. Unlike other dry shampoos on the market, Living Proof doesn't just mask oil, sweat, and odors, but it gets rid of them completely leaving your hair looking clean, fresh, and ready to take on the day. So I actually have used this. Me too. Because um, I've been doing a lot of traveling this year. And when I get to my... I'm, I'm also like 
an inherently oily person. Mm-hmm. So I'll get on a plane. I'll spray my head with the living proof. And then I don't look gross when I get off. See, I have a frizz problem mm-hmm. that I've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have just like really thick curly hair. This weekend, I went on a little weekend getaway in the Poconos. Fun. And my hair was looking really good. And like everyone kept complimenting it. So I was like, I'm not washing my hair this weekend. I'm going to. Like, I don't know how to create what's happening again. So I just want to leave it. So I used my Living Proof Dry Shampoo and I was looking great. And honestly, it's no wonder that they've won eight Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards. Living Proof is delivering results that you can see from across the room. Yep. Or on Instagram, which is also important. So do what I did and make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash sup and use the promo code sup to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash sup, promo code sup, for a free sample of dry shampoo with your purchase. livingproof.com slash sup, promo code sup. Have a good hair day. And we're back. Uh, We've got one more final staffing update to mm. give you guys mm-hmm. um donald trump has announced that he will nominate william barr to replace jeff sessions as attorney general obviously matthew whitaker is in that position now mm-hmm. so here's what we know about william barr he was the attorney general under george hw bush so he yeah. has done the job before he's gotten confirmed by the senate i think three times before mm-hmm. Um, he's considered a well-respected moderate who could win bipartisan support, but because there's always a but with these people. Yeah. He has written critical things about the Mueller investigation in the past. And now a lot of people are pointing to an essay that he wrote in 1995 saying that the American government should not be secular. Um, basically he does the whole, like we were founded with Judeo Christian values Mm. dance, Um, And that we should promote traditional values. And he explicitly called for government subsidized Catholic education and the promotion of laws that, quote unquote, restrain sexual immorality, which he basically was using to mean uh, homosexuality and extramarital sex. Of course. Um, And that's a big deal because as the attorney general, he basically is the most influential person in the United States about how civil rights laws are going to be enforced or not enforced, which would, of course, include LGBT rights and women's rights. We obviously have abortion cases that go through the Supreme Court every second of every day. Uh, We've got a lot of like trans bathroom bills and Mm -hmm. stuff that are coming in. Uh, You know, employment discrimination laws. Trans and serving in the military. Yeah, those... um, religious liberty laws that are basically just like licenses to discriminate against LGBT people. He's going to have a say in the way all of that goes down. So if these are beliefs that he still holds with like, yes, he wrote this in 95 in 95, but also he was a grown man then who had already like people don't change. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't, Like we were talking about this recently with a lot of like the Kevin Hart stuff where it's like, yeah, that was 10 years ago. And it's like, okay, but 10 years ago you were 50 years old. Yeah. So you were still a grown. Yeah. It's not like we're talking about like a 14 year old who tweeted something dumb when Mm -hmm. they were a kid. We're talking about like a grown man who had finished all of his education, been working in government and wrote this. So Um, also Trump actually has asked Barr to work with him before he, um, 
So Barr actually wrote an op-ed vigorously defending the president's the decision to fire FBI uh, director James Comey. Ah, leaking Comey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good leaking old Comey. Um, and so Barr was brought into the White House to meet with Trump and was asked if he was interested in the job, according to a source who was present for the meeting. Barr demurred and said he had other obligations and he would have to think about it. <laughs> so yeah because it also Barr's nomination also has like raised questions about how independent he would be in overseeing the Russia probe because he has criticized the aspects of the Mueller investigation uh, and if yeah. he was if he's confirmed nominated he would oversee the Mueller investigation yeah and I mean at this point Trump is only nominating people to be AG if they have criticized mm-hmm. the Mueller investigation or Supreme Court or yeah exactly like that is the number one qualification any legal thing that he could appoint he's looking for people who have criticized Mahler so we will see I mean this guy does have a respected career so maybe he would be able to put his own views aside in some capacity I never have any faith that people can do that at this point but we'll see maybe Kavanaugh voted not to hear that Planned Parenthood thing so people sometimes people do the right thing by either accidentally or on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one more thing is that uh, Rand Paul has come out and called his views on domestic surveillance and presidential power very troubling, which could signal that Rand Paul would vote no. But Rand Paul does this dance all the time. He also says stupid things all the time. I know he's and literally anytime anything comes out, he just like makes an announcement that maybe he won't vote for it. And then yeah. he always does. So I'm not really holding out for Rand Paul <laughs> to like. He was also talking us. about like um, maybe we shouldn't be pursuing Michael Cohen's campaign finance violations because it could have been a mistake. It's like he accidentally made a shell company. Yeah. To accidentally <laughs> pay these two women off. You know what happens? And he was like. One thing he said in that same interview was he was like, if we start taking presidents down for campaign finance violations, what politician wouldn't be taken down? And I'm like, that's a really big problem. Yes. <laughs> like if every single politician is violating the campaign finance laws, that's a problem that it's the problem. We don't solve that problem by now ignoring yes, the law. Exactly. We solve that problem by strengthening it yeah. and like actually going after people and making there be consequences. It, it's not logic and it's i mean it's insane yeah it's insane okay guys um that is it for today mm-hmm. so um until the end of democracy i'm elise morales i'm brian Russell smith and this is the betches up podcast betches